hello, and welcome to another fine episode of a Colts podcast brought to you by Fan Nation on SI.com and there the Horseshoe Huddle. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. Buddy, not a very exciting week. However, got a couple signings. We got some OTAs. We got some news around the league. We got some stuff to talk about. Andrew refused to take last week off, or this week off instead of last week. So here we are. And, and it worked out. I mean, Andrew's foresight uh, just just worked out very fine. But let's talk to Andrew, my fine friend. How are you? What's going on? How you been? Not too bad, brother. It's beautiful weather outside here in Indiana. The neighbors are not mowing during our episode, but we'll give it about five minutes, and they'll they'll fire that bad boy right up. But Angel hey, will be home soon. So that my sister's dogs, as you can see, I'm not in my usual location. My sister's dogs will be going nuts too. So we'll be on the same page. <laughs> but yeah, there were some signings this week. We got uh, we got Nick Foles, the guy, a quarterback that the Col- that was linked to the Colts has been linked to the Colts for a while. Colts added a Pro Bowl running back, a former Pro Bowl running back as well. So we got some things to talk about. Thoth, NFL never sleeps. How you doing, man? Doing fine, doing fine, doing fine. Uh, so originally I had planned to have our interns uh, involved in this broadcast today, uh, not showing their faces, not letting them talk on the microphone. However, my life's been a little bit chaotic last week. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I've been better. <laughs> but we're getting through we're fine we're fine um things are good uh heading down to georgia tomorrow for a wedding in the the ladies family and uh always good to go see the father-in-law stepmother-in-law and uh sibling-in-law so that's a lot of fun so andrew let's dig right in so the news everybody's mad about I already, I, I literally already threw that up. Let's leave the production to Brandon. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sup, Matt. Sup, Matt. By the way, talking about sup, uh, PFT does a lot of shows now without the glasses on, and it freaks me out. <laughs> I mean, there is a reason that dude's been wearing sunglasses for 25 years, uh, and it's because he's got some weird eyes. Uh, <laughs> moving along. This week, the Colts have signed uh, former Eagles quarterback, former Bears quarterback, veteran quarterback, Nick Foles. Uh, and as you see on the ticker below, former Pro Bowler, former, I mean, not former, but forever Super Bowl MVP. Um, as their backup quarterback, Andrew, it's a two-year deal, $2.5 million in year one. I, the Colts keep doing this. Colts keep doing this like an unsure year two um, with the quarterbacks, and I love it. I mean, I'm fine with it. Uh, no commitment in year two. A uh, lot to unpack here. Colts Twitter is uh, very split on this, which is not unusual, but let's chat. Uh, I 
I like the move. I really do. Uh, I think Nick Foles is a very good backup quarterback to have. He, I think this puts, this puts the Colts in a place as far as at the quarterback position, puts them in a place that, that they definitely weren't in 2021, puts them more into having uh, the, into like the 2020, 2018 mold where you had a solid co- backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett that if called upon, if you really needed to him to start and play in a pinch, he could probably go out there and win you a game or so, especially against lower competition. I, I think that Nick Foles can do that. I mean, he, he pretty much did that last year with the Bears. He was a third string quarterback for most of the year when Justin Fields was down. When Andy Dalton was down, Nick Foles started against the Seattle Seahawks last year, and he got the Bears the victory. So it's it's I I don't I really didn't understand the uproar from a lot of fans. Let's, I mean, I, let's just throw Matt's Matt's comment up here. Good proven backup. Saw some weird takes about this signing because just because you're talking about some takes on this, um, and Matt is a guy that gets into the thick of things in the Twitter. Uh, Colts Twitter, Colts Facebook, I think. Um, and he really digs in and argues with guys. Uh, I gave up on that because I do the show and, and that was too much. Matt just argues with him and it's a lot of fun for him. I'm sure. Uh, but, fun to watch, fun to watch how he owns a lot of people. Cause, cause we know Matt, he's very, very intelligent. He has great takes on the Colts. Stats. Um, uses stats uses stats but yeah I, I mean i don't i really don't understand what the problem is i i mean i do understand that so there are probably some people out there that are all in on sam ellinger think that the colts should should let ellinger show what he's got but the thing is i i think i think fans don't realize this <laughs> coaches coaches don't have to see them on game day in order to recognize Johnny. and say say give him a shot they give him a shot every day in practice <laughs> i saw i i was there at training camp before hold on before you take my shit because you're gonna okay let me say it because this is one of those moments where you say the one thing i want to say about a topic the whole night okay <laughs> why is it that these fans that are pissing and moaning think they know more about sam ellinger from a little bit of preseason show and then absolutely nothing else than the coaches that see him play in practice every single day. What? Why do they think they know more? People are acting like we signed Nick Foles as our starting quarterback. They're upset about a backup quarterback position. This is hilarious to me. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I know you're going where I was going, and I have to make my one good point of the show. Why do these fans, Fairweather fans, think they know more than the guys in the building? You know, I just don't get it. It took me one training camp practice. The first training camp practice I was at last year, I saw Sam Ellinger go out there and throw. And even there, I'm like, I mean, the kid's smart. Don't get me wrong. He's he's very intelligent. He does have that it factor. And there's a reason why he beat out Jacob Eason. It's because he was able to grasp the playbook a hell of a lot better than Jacob Eason in a very short amount of time. But when you see him on the field, and this was just in a practice setting, the Colts' defense was torching him. And yes, the Colts have a good defense, but at the same time, the offense in these practices usually has the advantage. So he just he's not fit to be a backup quarterback. Sam Ellinger as a third string quarterback, a quarterback on your on your practice squad, sure. But the Colts made it known how they really felt about Sam Ellinger last year. They trotted out Carson Wentz 
with two sprained ankles. Now, Ellinger was hurt at the time, but they yeah. still trotted out Carson Wentz with two sprained ankles against Tennessee when they had Jacob Eason and Brett Hundley. They thought Wentz with two bum ankles gave them a better shot to beat Tennessee than either of those guys. Kind of then, an important football game, by the way. Yeah, and in the same breath, the la the two weeks left in the season, week 17 against the Las Vegas Raiders, Carson Wentz comes off the COVID-19 list that morning. Dude is still recovering from his illness. Sam Ellinger is perfectly healthy, has been taking the starters reps yeah. all week. They still put Carson Wentz out there. They thought that a Carson Wentz with zero practice, still coming off of COVID illness, gave them a better shot to win than Sam Ellinger did. That's all you need to know right there about what the Colts think of as far as where, where they think Sam Ellinger can take the Colts. And, and it's really a no-brainer as to why they signed Nick Foles when the opportunity arose. Two things for me before we move on to um, <clears throat> three things for me before we move on to uh, our next topic about Nick Foles. I'll move on to the next topic. Everybody calm down. We're not just going to skip over the quarterback talk, right? Um, one, this makes Sam Ellinger clear number three. Do you know what that does, Andrew? Free Sam Ellinger up for gadget plays and the things that we've been talking about him being able to be used for uh since he was drafted a year ago um okay and then two this is hilarious stats matt okay i'm not going to read the whole thing but he he said some takes he saw this week he's only here to help us beat jacksonville which is just hilarious um even if you leave out the peterson thing leave out the he played there th boy oh boy Leave out the, you know, he played their thing. Everything about it is hilarious. I Just that take right there um, makes me really happy. But then again, um, and now I forget my third thing, but he's a solid backup in the event that Matt Ryan gets hurt. Um, he fits a very, very similar playing style, Matt, style as Matt Ryan. Um, but it, by the way, he's probably the greatest backup quarterback of all time. Behind maybe Frank Reich. I don't know. I mean, it's close. It's it's tight. Name a better backup quarterback. Name a guy that comes in last couple games of the season, takes his team through the playoffs, and wins the Super Bowl. Frank Reich didn't win any Super Bowls. Um, so name somebody better. You know what I mean? And and and, and 10 years ago, oh boy, I might be getting too old. Maybe let's say 15 years ago, nobody was pissing and moaning about Jim Sorgi or whether or not he had the job. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense to me. Um here we go. Colts loyalists. Thanks for chirping in. Uh, with this stacked roster, we had to protect the season in case the unthinkable happens. And Nick Foles has historically performed better as a backup quarterback. And that's just a fact. I mean, we, I don't under I don't understand the hate. Blows my mind. Can't understand all the all the hate about a backup quarterback. Yeah, Colts Loyalist brings up a very, very good point. Uh, and it actually, what I was getting ready to say, I mean, we we don't expect Matt Ryan to go down this year. I mean, Matt, I was in my article that came out this morning, I was kind of looking at, at Matt Ryan's past. Matt Ryan's been in the league 14 years. He's missed three total games. Yeah. Only one game since 2010. So well, I wish you didn't say it, but you said it. I mean, there's it's 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 hard to think that that Matt Ryan's actually going to go down. However, if the unthinkable does happen and he does go down, that's why you bring in a guy like Nick Foles because he can step in in a pinch. 
he knows the offense probably better than than I would say a good percentage of this team just because he's been in Reich's offense. more than Matt Ryan at this point, he, probably. He's been in Reich's offense for a long time. He knows the terminology. I mean, he, yeah. he's going to be able to step in and, and pick it up pretty quickly again. And so you're going to have a guy that can step in, knows the offense, knows what Frank Reich expects out of the offense, and he can go out there and win you a game or two. And not to mention, it's only going to cost us $2.5 million this year. Who gives a shit? People forget the Colts were paying Jacoby Brissett close to $20 million a year when Philip Rivers was on this team. Unbelievable, that 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 stat. I mean, um, $2.5 2. is not bad for an established quarterback, a guy that is going to be one of the better backup quarterbacks in this league. And 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 a guy that's that's going to fit into the fit into the team, fit into the culture, not going to cause any issues. And, and honestly, the Colts don't even really want to see Nick Foles play. This is in case of an emergency. This is a guy that's going to be helpful in the meeting room. Be a guy that that is a veteran and has been in the league for for 10, 11 years, somewhere around there. Someone that Matt Ryan can also bounce ideas off of. Because do you think Matt Ryan's going to really bounce some ideas off of Sam Ellinger when Sam Ellinger has not taken an NFL regular season snap? No, you're going to go with a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he might not be the best quarterback in the entire world, but he's a very smart, cerebral quarterback like Matt Ryan. They can bounce ideas off each other and help make this offense better. Uh, stats, Matt, third host. Uh, Reich was also the guy who convinced Foles to stay in football while in Philly. Also, Foles basically begged to be traded here last offseason openly during his press conferences with the Bears. Like a lot of people were talking. Okay, and the thing is, sorry, I just got distracted by another comment uh, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I appreciate it. Um, but, I mean, Bowles was talking in a press conference, basically like, yeah, I'd like to go play with Reich again. You know, I it just, I don't understand the hate. Um, the guy's not going to play, hopefully, but if he does, he's really reliable, um, especially when he's not worn down from the long, hard seasons of being a starter and not to mention he shares a pretty big record seven touchdowns one game uh shares that with Peyton Manning Drew Brees and other guys uh I think six other guys than I just mentioned five other guys somewhere in that neighborhood there's like seven or eight guys so carry here's on the last here's the last what's thing bring, what's he bring to the team what's he bring to the team Andrew well, it's kind of like what I just said. I mean, he brings a veteran presence to this team right. that, that Matt Ryan can really bounce ideas off of. And again, a guy that can step in in a pinch if need be and go out there and win you a game. And and I, this is kind of the last thing I'll say on, on Nick Foles, too, is that the Bears had to cut Nick Foles this offseason because the Colts were not going to trade for that contract. I mean, yes, his contract was a little bit right. more feasible now, but because the Bears decided to cut what cut bait with him because they couldn't find a trade partner, that's what opened this up. So that way the Colts could go after and get, get a guy like Nick Foles because if the Bears don't cut Nick Foles, I mean, obviously the Colts aren't going to trade for him. Sam Ellinger's probably still the number two. So that's why the roster that's why Chris Ballard always says the roster building process is always it, it's a 365 day a year job. It's because you're yeah. always consistently looking to add guys to make the team better. And I think the Colts, I, 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 the on-field product might not be better, but I think the Colts quarterback room got better because of this. And real, Andrew, real quick, I, I, 
you're you said is Nick Foles the best backup quarterback of all time? Tom Brady was a backup quarterback and went on to win that Super Bowl. Let's not listen. What about Steve? What about Steve Young? Okay. Backing up Joe Montana. Fine. Fine. No, just, Sorry. My just, snap reaction. Just, My snap no, reaction. Just, uh, but keep in mind, Nick Foles beat Tom Brady. So he did. You're mm, not wrong. Tom Brady. So uh, maybe Steve Young, uh, best of all time, but Tom Brady, number three. Um, <laughs> Where's Tom Brady um, in the also, chat to defend himself? Um, yeah. Where is Tom Brady? You know what? We took a week off. He lost track of schedule. He's in OTAs. Um, shit, you made me forget. <laughs> Thing again. Oh, I'm sorry. That's on me. All right. Well, good or bad signing, Andrew? I think it's a good signing. I really do. I think it makes the quarterback room better and makes, I I think it's going to be a a, a help to this team. This terrible host, Brandon Moses says, uh, great signing. I'm a terrible host though. Uh, you see in the comments, uh, which by the way, (laughs) I appreciate the hate. Thank you for showing up. Uh, that's a blast. Uh, let's move it along to another big surprise. This, this, this was a surprise. Nick Foles was not a surprise. This was a surprise. The Colts have signed, uh, running back Philip Lindsay, who, by the way, at one point in time was the number one fantasy football <laughs> running back in the league. Um, very interesting sign, former pro bowl running back with the Broncos, 2048 yards and 16 touchdowns, 2018 through 2019. Um, not as great since then. Um, but he's been tossed around and he's not just looking at this list of teams, Broncos, Texans, Dolphins has not had the offensive line that we have has not had the supporting cast. Uh, what unique role do you see, uh, Philip Lindsay bringing to the team, Andrew? Yeah, I saw a lot of people when the signing happened. I guess it was almost two weeks ago now since we haven't had a show. But when Philip Lindsay was signed to the Colts, I saw a lot of people saying that, oh, he was going to actually get have a pretty big role in this offense. I'm still not sure if I see that. I, I think Philip Lindsay comes in and he's compete. He, there's no guarantee Philip Lindsay makes the roster. I think he's got a good shot at it. Okay. But I think as of right now, you, when you look at him, his role would probably mirror that of what Marlon Max was last year. Marlon Mack was a was the third string running back behind Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. That's not going to change. You're not going to see Philip Lindsay beat out one one or either one of those guys. Kyle Stewart, love the comment. Thank you. But I I do see Philip Lindsay being able to come in and kind of having that that change of pace back role. Maybe think of what what Jordan Wilkins was a couple years ago, being running back three, coming in and and possibly if you're if you want to spell Taylor or Hines for a couple plays, then 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 that's that'd be that'd be the perfect role for Philip. Is Lindsay. there is there? Let me let me bring out uh, analyst Andrew here. Is there? A formation is there a set is there a situation where you go hey philip Lindsay here over naheem hines or jonathan taylor just like specific situations specific formation specific down is there anything that you think philip Lindsay brings over naheem hines or jonathan taylor i i can't imagine a thing over jonathan taylor but maybe jonathan taylor needs a seat naheem hines i i whatever I, I don't think necessarily there's there's a specific skill set that that Lindsay has that is better than than a Taylor. He's be a workhorse, by he, the way. He, he did used to be a workhorse, and that's kind of what I was what I was kind of 
getting to is if you think about it again, hopefully this does not happen. But if Taylor goes down or Hines goes down, then all of a sudden, Philip Lindsay is is very valuable to this team because right. you think about if one of those guys goes down and, and running back is a position that uh, that injury can happen at any time. Without Philip Lindsay being there, then you're thinking of guys like Deion Jackson, who I think I mean he's okay, but I, I do you really want your yeah. offense, your running game surrounded or built on Deion Jackson? Probably not. It was always one of the situations where Deion Jackson came in and nobody expected us to run the ball because Deion Jackson was in and it was like, Oh wow, look, he got some yards. Maybe he's good. No, he got some yards because nobody expected him to touch a football. Right. And and so I th- I think that's where 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 Lindsay's role can be is that 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 number three running back. If if one of the guys goes down and a pin- goes down, he can fill in in a pinch. He's a guy that that he can make some moves in between the tackles. He's he's not a guy that's necessarily going to break a lot of tackles, but he's by no means very easy to bring down. And and I think he probably can see new life running behind this offensive line that the Colts have because obviously when you're running behind on Miami, Houston, not a very good offensive line to be showing your talent. So I'm sure I'm sure that will help that will help him this year as well. But yeah, I think primarily his role is going to be that running back three if he does make the team and he can fill in or or spell the guys if both of them or if one of them's taking a break. If kind of like what Matt mentioned, if 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 uh or what, or what one fan he saw mention is if a Hines goes out in the slot and Taylor's taking a rest, maybe you throw him in the backfield, things Which, like that. By the way, is reasonable. It's reasonable, mm-hmm. but Matt is seeing his take was that he saw not his take um, was a permanent thing. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a for sure thing. That is a situational thing. That is not a an all the time thing that we expect to see. One thing that that I've, I've kind of and I've seen a couple people say it, and it kind of got my mind working is: Do you think after because I mean, Philip Lindsay was signed a couple weeks ago after rookie minicamp. The Colts mm-hmm. signed another running back today that Dang. we'll talk about in a bit. With all these guys that they had signed as undrafted free agents coming in to compete for running back three, do you think after that rookie minicamp, the Colts saw their stable and they were like, "Hey, these guys might not." aren't necessarily as impressive as we might have thought we need to add some more veteran competition well, to this running back three spot our close personal friend zach hicks said it best in a tweet today looks like the colts do not love the running backs that they ended up with um through the draft and undrafted free agent situations um yeah i mean i think it seems obvious i don't, I don't think zach made some miraculous discovery with that comment like he pointed it out obviously I re- appreciate that and he makes a good point um but i don't think he found gold you know what i mean it, it, once he once he said it it's like one of those things you go well yeah that makes sense obviously mm-hmm. you know what i mean so no i, I, I or, yes i'm sorry 100 percent. yeah kyle stewart's got a good comment here he says big thing is does Lindsay add any value on special teams and i, I do think know. that's i do think that's going to be key because i i as far as i know phil Lindsay hasn't really played too much special teams correct me if i'm wrong you but at the those running back any, threes. any Ballard team, any Ballard team, just say, does he add value to special teams? And you've met, you've had a good take and good idea. Thank you, Kyle Stewart. <laughs> I'm not picking on you, but hilarious thought. It's 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 true though. I mean, when you're yeah. looking at those yeah. back into the roster players, Deion Jackson, we know plays special teams. If Philip Lindsay doesn't, I mean, there could be times if if the Colts do keep four running backs, I would think Philip Lindsay would probably be one of those. But 
even though he would be technically running back three, if he doesn't necessarily contribute on special teams, he could have some healthy scratches and Deion Jackson could actually be Deion Jackson could actually be the one that gets called up because of his special teams ability. Interesting. I love you pointing out healthy scratch that he'll be on the team, but he just might eat some healthy scratches. As long as JT and Hines are healthy, mm-hmm. um, he just <laughs> he might not even be on the sideline. Uh I appreciate that thought so much. <laughs> Sounds small, but like just the I, the foresight of like healthy scratch, uh, especially like just the healthy scratches we've had at wide receiver the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good thought. I like that. Um, that's Matt. And with he has had 11 kickoff returns and three-point returns, so not very active. Not very active in that. that not, unless he's going to be one of the blockers, then it's that was all like- in one year. Not very active. Yeah, and I think, I mean, unless they want to put somebody else at, at punt return, because if they want to give Naheem a bigger role, take him a little bit away yeah. from special teams, I think Isaiah Rogers is still going to be the primary kickoff return man back there because of how how well he's done in his first two years. All right. Uh, anything else on Philip Lindsay? I mean, what, let's ask the same deal here, Andrew. Good or bad signing? That's right now. I think it's good. I mean, I don't think it's bad to add add competition, especially if especially we know money. In camp. Uh, I don't. I, nothing. It hasn't came out as far as what his deal is. Um, my guess is it's it's a one year non guaranteed deal because of they don't know if he's going to make the roster or not. But I I would probably the vet minimum is what I'm thinking. But yeah, I mean, anytime you're going to add a a former Pro Bowler who to for camp competition. I mean, that's that's not a bad signing at all. Very, very low risk and probably a medium reward for the Colts. By the way, again, uh, we do love the Nick Foles signing. Uh, feel free to post your hate in the comments, uh, but make sure while you're posting the hate that you subscribe, like, and share with your friends so they can hate us too. Um, other Colts news. Colts OTAs began today. Uh, 10 total OTA practices before mandatory mini camp gives the guys an opportunity to actually get on the field offense versus defense so there's there's no live contact but there is seven on seven drills nine on seven eleven on eleven so there is offense versus defense and the Colts did tease a little video today of some red zone work with Matt Ryan throwing up a slant to Michael Pittman Jr. and him going up and grabbing it looked looked pretty natural. So uh, it was it was nice to see an accurate pass from a quarterback in the red zone. So yeah, this is this is where you you get to see them get their get their feet wet, really get get working, and then when they put the pads on, will be mandatory mini camp in June before they take off for the summer and and reconvene and uh, training camp at Grand Park. I just added something uh, to the notes, Andrew, if you want to check the end of this section. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those OTAs right now. It, it's one of those things. I mean, you expect Matt Ryan there. I expect Nick Foles there within the next couple of days. But, I mean, Jim Mercy was very clear. Okay. Obviously, these are voluntary situations. Jim Mercy expects these players to be there. And the the nice thing about the the way we draft, the way we acquire free agents, and the way we coach, um, I mean, I, I think the players 
expect themselves to be there. I think the player leaders expect their uh, specific um, positional squads to be there. Uh, so I just I just don't think you know we're not going to have the news uh, that 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 the Steelers haven't. Josh reported earlier. Um, I can't remember the player that I'm thinking of right now. You know, hey, no big deal. He's not there. It's voluntary. You know, we're not going to hear. I don't think like, we're going to hear that. Like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's not there at, at Cardinals right now. Aaron Rodgers isn't at the Packers camp. He never is. But, but the Colts did have near 100% participation today in, in OTAs. And I would expect that to be like that through the entire 10 practices um, up until the mandatory mini camp. And then real quick, I forgot to add this to the notes, just a little blurb. I'm not sure if even if you know about this, but the Colts will have joint practices in training camp this mm. year with the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Better, you know that because you told me. Better load up on some on some knee pads, just in case. Yeah, don't want anybody biting at those. Um, Colts Lawyer says, "Wasn't Strausser the offensive line coach in Denver Lindsay's first season?" Harpoon Bakery says, "Yep, loyalist. Pretty sure that's right." Interesting fun fact. Stats Matt didn't bring that up. Sounds like he's fired. <laughs> Change your name back to Matt, okay? Because if I don't see this shit coming through, what kind of a third co-host are you? We can't expect uh, him to know everything. Uh, by the way, Andrew, I did check in with Stats Matt recently. He does take my jokes well. He knows I'm kidding. All as well. Um, anything else on OTA? I mean, this is the whole reason you said we have to have an episode this week. Turns but, out this is not the reason we had that episode this week. Yeah, but it worked out. I'll I'll definitely be watching to see if I can get any information out of Early OTAs. In uh, and and oh, the first OTA practice was literally today for the Colts. So there'll be more information to come out as, as the week goes on and into next week. And the Colts have signed the entire 2022 draft class to their rookie deals. Um, how much money does a first-round pick like Alec make? Well, Alec was a second-round pick. So second round. You know what I meant. First pick. <laughs> First pick, second round. I think it. I think total I think a total around three million ish. I could it could be wrong. Three to three to five million, somewhere in there. It, obviously it, it depends on the scale. But do you remember when it, this used to take a lot longer when there were people there were players like holding out, weren't gonna sign their rookie deals because all the uh no, no. Yeah, like when Sam, like back when Sam Bradford was the number one overall pick, and and they gave him like sixty million guaranteed or something yeah. agreed, just like that. But now with the new CBA, it's all very structured. There really isn't wiggle room, so it seems like all the draft picks just get signed without any issues now. All right, let's let's bring up this comment. Uh, I know he's not a quarterback anymore, but a dude covering Washington lists his first impressions of Wentz and I about died laughing from stats, Matt. Listen, <clears throat> I don't know what these comments were, but the obsession these Washington fans have with Colts reporting uh, accounts and the obsession that some Colts fans still have with Carson Wentz is making me poop my pants. <laughs> i hey as long as you're not going in the porta potty that's all that matters but you're gonna do it why don't you just talk <laughs> so now i lost my train of thought but but yeah i think i saw that that tweet about hey, and also don't be the guy that takes his shit in the porta potties 
there we go saw that tweet that, that that matt was referencing and it was like carson wentz has great size has a very powerful right arm can throw a hell of a deep ball and then the last one was just through an interception which is uh, like every it's what we said all last year great deep ball great size powerful arm then he makes the boneheaded decisions the i i feel like now i understand what Eagles fans were were trying to tell Colts fans last year, and, and they 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 over exaggerated. I oh I they think. were bad, but at the same time, evidence the Washington fan base is now on the Wines hype train and just that just give it time. Recorded, just just Rough. give it just give it time. All right. Um, what's next here, Andrew? The Colts have also signed running back. Tyson Williams today. He's out of Penn State. He went to BYU, but he's Sorry, been BYU. in the he's been, he's been in the league for for a little bit now. Um, he was with the Ravens for the past two seasons. Last year, he played in thirteen games. I think he had one hundred and eighty five yards and a touchdown in thirteen games. Started three of them. Uh, another guy that 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 is just coming in to build some competition for that that running back three spot. So Philip Lindsay. Tyson Williams, Deion Jackson. Then you've got guys like Devontae Price, um, CJ Verdell. Those, those are the guys that are the undrafted free agents that'll be trying to, to make their way onto the roster as well. So it's a very deep group, and it's going to be a very tight competition for that, that running back three or running back four spot. And let's see. Colts wave quarterback James Morgan, running back Max Borgagy, and center Alex Millette. Uh, pretty typical. Just to uh, make room when you add people that you've added, right? Release, wave those three so they could add Foles, Lindsay, and Williams. And Andrew, something you left out that I'm interested in. Um, <clears throat> there's some debate going on right now on Twitter, at least about Ty or Julio or neither. Um. Do you think there's some kind of thing going on right now in, in the Colts world between these three or two wide receivers or the option of neither? So I would at this point from things that I've heard about what's the what the talks have been inside the organization. Uh, as Kyle Stewart says, I heard that Wentz made an ugly shovel pass that was intercepted. I would have guessed <laughs> underrated Ooh. comment there. Um, but what from what I've heard within the Colts organization. Their talks with T.Y. Hilton are ongoing. Are they close okay. to a deal? No, not at this time, but there's still an open line of communication there. And there are some other teams that have been interested in T.Y. Hilton. As far as the Julio Jones talk goes, the Colts have had zero contact with Julio Jones, and they have so far expressed zero interest in adding Julio Jones. As far as I know, Matt Ryan has not made a push for Julio Jones either. So I would say at this point, and, and the Colts do really do like their wide receiver group right now, especially bringing in Alec Pierce, okay. get, getting Jelani Woods in the fold at tight end. My guess is it's either going to be T.Y. Hilton or neither. All right. Uh, by the way, I think I would take T.Y. for leadership, Julio by play. Is that fair? Yeah, I could I could say that. All right, and real quick here, just want to uh, let the audience know what I wanted the thumbnail to be uh, this week. <laughs> oh, my Lord. 
Josh did say I was allowed to uh, put it in the show. And there it is. And I think this would have been way better than what we used. But what do I know? I'm just a sycophant, apparently. Uh, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Uh, if you missed that, feel free to rewatch the show and uh, go check that out. <laughs> Stats, Matt, let's move on. Stats, Matt brings up a good, good comment here. Underrated news with keeping Morocco Brown. Yes, Morocco Brown oh. was being hardly was being highly considered for an assistant GM position with the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, that's no longer the case. So he will be back with the Colts. And Dodds is no longer being considered for the Steelers' job, so he's back with the Colts. The Colts are keeping two very high. Uh, front office people with them for for another season great to see. love ty but would love to see us switch things up and sign julio from jack uh kyle Sturt says ty would essentially be coach wayne's assistant uh all good stuff let's move it on to news around the league andrew um looks like the saints have signed former browns wide receiver jarvis landry what do you think about that wide receiver group now with michael thomas supposedly coming back Jarvis Jarvis Landry and then Chris Olave out of Ohio State that they took with like the 12th pick. Um, I think that group right there is the reason that all of a sudden there's rumors directly from Drew Brees that he may come back and play football. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, how can you not like that, right? Um interesting that Drew Brees all of a sudden is now like, oh, maybe I come back and play after Sean Payton retires. I don't know. It, it, it's in whole, the whole thing's an interesting situation. I can't separate the three things. Um, so we'll see. I feel like Jameis Winston is also in a spot where he's like, it's like two up. You Jameis can't hide anymore. This, this, the pieces are in place for Jameis to go out and have Sean a really Payton good year. Sean well. Payton could come back as well. I mean, there's nobody. Stop. I mean, the coach that took over, I mean, it's I'm just, sure it was his defensive coordinator. He goes, okay. Drew Brees comes back. Sean Payton comes back. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Browns have re-signed defensive end Jadavian Clowney, who, by the way, has not played for the same team for two years uh, since he was with the Texans, I believe. Ah, be stats Brandon. <laughs> this will be the first time. So, yeah, I, I Clowney tested the waters. I think he was looking for 14 to $15 million a year. Again, good for Jadavian Clowney. Always overvaluing himself. I mean, you, you, if, if usually you're gonna, getting it too, if you're not going to believe in yourself to get high quality edge rusher money when you're not a high quality edge rusher, who will? So today, Van Clowney goes back to the Browns to play opposite of Miles Garrett, which probably the best thing for him personally. Absolutely, the Eagles have signed former Giants corner back James Bradbury. But the, the Eagles, I really like what the Eagles have done this off. I mean, you get AJ Brown. Get Hassan Riddick. Now oh, you get, oh, back it up, now you get back it up, back it up, back it up. They say Jadavian turned down 14 to 15 million really? to stay with the Browns. Jadavian Clowney, is he growing up? But why would you want to stay with the Browns? I don't know. About Sean that. Watson's a quarterback now. I think that's a Super Bowl potential team. Deshaun Watson might be playing might quarterback be. there. I don't know. Otherwise, otherwise it's Jacoby Brissett. So we we all True. know that, how that's going to end. I, where is has has? Am I maybe I need to scroll through here? Has no, anything Baker, happened to Baker yet? 
Baker is still there. He is not at OTAs, but he is still with the Browns. Anyways, but yeah, Eagles, AJ Brown, Hassan Riddick. They, I really liked what they did in the draft. Now they get James Bradbury to pair opposite of Darius Slay. I think the Eagles, if, if we were picking division winners right now, I'd be hard pressed not to pick the Eagles to win the NFC East. Eagles or Dallas for sure. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I, I think I lean Eagles right now, and I'm sure we'll do an episode where we oh, yeah. make these picks uh, later this year before the season starts. Are but, you going to uh, do your uh, division preview this summer? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I am not. That was a lot of work. Told you last season I wasn't doing it this year. Uh, no. Uh, the Dolphins signed former Chiefs defensive end Melvin, Melvin Ingram the third. Uh, Tyler, of course, sent this to me the instant it happened. Uh, and, and let me know. Um, interesting. He's, he's a good that team is interesting. If, if you're counting on Ingram to be an every down pass rusher, right. I, I don't think it's very good signing. Ingram can come in on third downs or on just to be specifically a pass oh. rush specialist in spurts and he can put pressure on the quarterback. Right. And the Ravens have signed former Broncos corner. Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller, who was was really good cornerback for the Bears for a few years, got released last year, went to the Broncos, didn't really have that great of a year. Now he'll probably be fighting for probably the third or fourth corner spot on the on the Baltimore Ravens, if that. Packers and cornerback Jire Alexander agree to a four year, eighty four million dollar extension. Good corner. <laughs> I think that makes him the highest paid cornerback in the league now, which I mean, he's fantastic lockdown corner for the Packers. They actually, they absolutely hit that uh, pick on the out of the water. Fantastic extension. And he's a good guy. I think uh, hearing everything out of green Bay, he's one of the respected leaders in that locker room. Cardinals will be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks in season. Oh, in season for 2020. Who's off season? Lions? Lions. So Lions off season. Cardinals in season for 2022. Um, boy, so that this. is a lot of pressure on Kyler Murray. I think that's possibly why they picked it to kind of see what happens behind the scenes with all this. But this just came into my head. Lions are going to be for the uh, preseason hard knocks lions play the Colts and are going to be there for those joint practices. So hard knocks will still be at the Colts facility this year, just for a week. Okay. Good point. Uh, Harpoon bakery says they'll bench Wentz just to keep our third pick at third rounder in regards to Carson Wentz and the Washington commanders stats. Matt says, I don't think they will. If they're not eliminated, listen, we found out last year with Carson Wentz in the same scenario, teams are going to play for a playoff spot until they are eliminated, and I think that's all there is to say. Yeah, I would I would think that that they're going to keep Wentz in there until they are eliminated or unless Wentz gets really hurt. Right. Um, NFL scouting combine will remain in Indianapolis for 2023 and 2024. We've talked about this before. No need to go in depth, but we're happy. Shouldn't have even been up for a debate. And I'm glad the NFL made this going to be still for years. Hey, next year in February, one, maybe, maybe look at taking some days off and going down to Indy with me for the combine. Let's do some networking. Let's talk to see if we can get Ian Rappaport on the show. Ian Rappaport on the show. Good happen. 
a drunk know, conversation he's, he's, with Ian Rappaport in St. Elmo's. Do we get Ian Rappaport drunk? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. In St. Elmo's? In St. Elmo's. Count me in. All right. Is that it, Andrew? That's it for this week. Tomas? Okay. Well, let me get rid of these banners, you know, in the way of the things I'm trying to put on the screen. Go follow us at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, interns start this week, so we're going to have some uh, stuff popping up on Instagram a little more often, maybe a little more consistent tweeting. Hey, I've been tweeting. Uh, Are you Andrew proud of me? has been tweeted, tweeting from the uh, pod account. I was very impressed today, as a matter of fact. Um, Instagram, TikTok coming up. TikTok coming up. Uh, keep an eye out for that. And it's just probably going to be guts of us talking anyway, but, uh, it should be fun. Follow us, uh, like our, 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 our YouTube stuff, subscribe, uh, you know, share it with your grandma. She probably thinks I'm attractive. She probably <laughs> thinks Andrew has a full head of hair under these hats that he's always wearing. Uh, so I don't blame her for wanting to follow us and uh watch us but you gotta let her know let's let's try to get the pod account and our personal accounts over a thousand by the time hey twitter's close by the time the season starts youtube has a little ways to go everybody can see youtube as well we're not ashamed shit um i mean we give a shit but we would like for you to tell your friends I think you know what, Andrew. I think we're the best Colts podcast, not because we know the most, uh, but we know enough, and we're definitely the most fun. Uh, you know, way more fun than some of the some of those other dweebs out there. So, uh, <laughs> tell your friends, hey, if you want to have a good time while listening to a Colts podcast, listen to us. If you want to learn a little bit more, stop listening to these dweebs, um, and at least go to one percent better. I mean, come on, the guys talk to the people. But we're the only other podcast worth listening to. Um, <laughs> what other happened with Antonio Callaway and his tryout, Andrew? Do you know? So Antonio Callaway is got brought in for a camp tryout. That's happening currently. So no, no news to report there. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all's time. Glad you listened. Glad you uh, enjoyed this shorter episode. And until uh, next time, go Colts. Go Colts. this moment become a cherished memory and then remember a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel god bless you and god bless football